welcome to the GoldenAgeHorror.com podcast. This is episode 36, The House on Haunted Hill. Please check out the website www.GoldenAgeHorror.com or stay tuned after the podcast for info and show notes. So this week we talked, we watched, this month, we watched the 1959 horror movie House on Haunted Hill starring Vincent Price, directed by William Castle. <laughs> I don't know. Horror seems like a very liberal term. I mean, can you I feel can, like can you label a genre by intent? But yes, I think you can. And also, I, I'm beginning to think that you don't want to label any movie as a horror movie. <laughs> maybe. Well, maybe it should be horrific. Um. This is, a, this is a haunted house picture. It's in the sleep overnight spooky genre. Yeah, I think this is the... Uh, it's actually not. Nope, I was going to say it's the first one, but there's like several before this. So yeah. this is just a... Well, this is, I mean, is this the first one with prize money attached to it? Nope, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I think the, the Canary had prize money attached to it, and that came out like... as a silent movie. Yeah. So it's like from 25 or something like that, so that was good. 30 years before this it one. It doesn't seem like a new premise. Though. Nope, not a new premise at all. So, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say this movie doesn't seem like it's full of new premises. Well, there was a very... Um, skeleton? There was a skeleton ventriloquism puppetry... <laughs> not ventriloquism, skeleton puppetry... It didn't talk. ...get up that was pretty innovative. Yeah, innovative in that they said their skeleton is so bad because someone's controlling it. Yeah. So technically, technically... It was. Just, it, it looked terrible. Like it looked like it was terrible when someone's controlling it because someone. It was terrible when someone's controlling it. So the um, basic premise of this movie is sort of we hinted at already. Vincent Price plays an eccentric millionaire named Frederick Lauren, who invites um, five randoms to his house, giving them ten thousand dollars if they can make it through the entire house entire night in the house this this famous haunted house um one of them oh yeah according to the wikipedia article actually watson pritchard owns the house yeah that's what i assumed okay uh he he witnessed the murder of his uh sister i think it was i thought his sister killed somebody yeah oh no you're right oh no his brother died there so his sister-in-law must have killed okay yeah Anyway, like seven people have died in this house. It's four kind men, of, three women. Four men, three women. <laughs> it's kind of a sprawling, uh, like it's it's a strange house because it's, it's it's like it's like a it's like a like it looks like it was built in like nineteen fifty or nineteen sixty. Yeah, it's the the outside is real squared off. Yeah, it's got like a carport and all this other weird stuff, and then the inside is like very uh, sort of stereotypical haunted house, like. Victorian era house on the hill kind of thing. Yeah. So it's a strange house. I, I imagine it's some kind of cost issue where they had access to this very Los the, Angeles looking bungalow type house. And that the, was the sound stage. Yeah. So the the five guests are your your sort of uh, uh, clue style random occupations. There's a newspaper columnist, test pilot, psychiatrist, uh, a typist. And the the drunk. Is this Clue House a horror movie? No, I don't think so. 
Although I, don't, I haven't seen, I don't remember Clue. Does it have like a skeleton puppetry or? It might. I don't Bats know. Bats of acid. I've never actually that? seen Clue. I don't think. I don't think I have either. No, I'm pretty sure I have. I think it was on Comedy Central a lot. It's, yeah. When we were younger. Um, I think I've seen bits and pieces of Clue. So uh, the most fun thing about this movie, I think, is the Vincent Price and. Uh, Carol Omart scenes with their uh, aspiring married couple who are homicidal against each other and just make a face like he doesn't really think that's... That's not the most fun part. <laughs> that's the most fun part to you. <laughs> that's not the most fun part. The most fun part is the blind caretaker. Yeah, okay. He found the... Andrew did find the blind caretaker to be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> wait, so... Okay, wait. I didn't... I gotta run down the plot of this movie. Okay. Very, yeah, do the, very, do the very important. Yep. Yeah, so they invite him onto this house. Uh-huh. Their faces zooming in out a little. We get to we get to meet everyone. He's like, Vincent Price says like, stay in this house, get ten thousand dollars. And then we have some scenes with his wife where they hit each other and want to murder each other. Mm-hmm. He's murdered all the rest of his wives. Then we get a nice tour of the house where there's a blood, there's a some blood ceiling, some some, some ceiling blood, and a pit of acid in the winery. Just a good old full pit of acid. Still there. Still there. Well, because all the people have died in really horrific, ex- inventive ways, but we only get to learn about the pithy acid. The other six inventive murders, we just, it's kind of glossed over. I think they did say how the ceiling blood came. No. I, I do think they did. No, they said it, had, it was a young woman. They never said, mm, okay. A young woman killed in a gruesome or horrific way. They didn't say how all right. it was. I'll defer to your superior uh, recall. Yeah. And then there's some hysteria going on. Mm hmm. And then Vincent Price, before they get locked in, he's like, you all get these guns inside of coffins. So then they all have guns. And then his wife kills herself, but she doesn't kill herself because the twist, it was a whole plot between the doctor and the wife to kill Vincent Price. But then Vincent Price doesn't die, and then he throws the doctor in the acid and then bumps the wife in the acid with um, a skeleton puppet. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends. And if that feels sudden and abrupt and like I missed a lot, that's how the movie feels. The movie, uh, it just kind of ends. I think this movie has like a real short and sweet, uh, compact, um, it's got a strong moral, first of all. Don't stand near acid pits. Don't stand near acid pits. Um, got a, a series of Tight performances, really understated character work. The caretakers. <laughs> the caretakers. The script just booms along. Doesn't give you any, any any dead time. No, it's Oh no, what was it that line I really like? It's something like Spook Boy or something? Nope, don't think that's real. I think that was boredom induced hallucination of some kind. Hysteria. Yep, hysteria. No, it was something like what is it was spook something. I feel like I need to... He's like, well, I have none of your... Well, go watch the movie again. <laughs> spook shenanigans or something. I'll go watch the movie again. Get that line. If you want to watch the movie again in the meantime... It'll only, t- it feel, it'll only feel like it takes 20 minutes, even though it was much longer. This movie is only 75 minutes long. Which is actually... About as long as a lot of the other ones we watched. Yeah, but... For uh, the Universal-type horror movies. But this one just felt... Very. It felt like it was building to something, and then it's just like we're done. 
Wait for him to this. So, um, William Castle, the director of this movie. Oh, I see. I'm actually looking at the uh, production notes on the Wikipedia page. Yes. So the exterior shots of this house were filmed at the historic Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright Design 1924 Ennis House in Los Feliz, California. Los Feliz. Yep. And the bulk of the film was shot on sound stages, depicting the interior of the house in a combination of styles, including 1890s Victorian with gas chandeliers and sconces. And yeah, the poster for the film has a house on Haunted Hill, and it's got the four-story traditional, like, rickety old house, okay. the poster, which I, I do realize now that I would, yeah. So, there's a lot going on architecturally. But anyway, the uh, director of this movie, <clears throat> William Castle, is known for uh, gimmicks, basically. So he, he and Vincent Price actually famously made uh, The Tingler. Ooh. The seats had some kind of tingling vibrating thing. And there was there was a whole... There's a, I'm sure if you looked if you cared to look, you could find multiple examples of uh, William Castle's and Vincent Price's gimmick pictures, which there were several. I think it was also an early 3D one. Um, this one had a gimmick called Emerjo. And, and uh, some theaters that showed the film... Castle had an elaborate pulley system, which allowed a plastic skeleton to be flown over the audience at a key moment. <laughs> it wasn't when the skeleton was floating? Correct. There we go. Coats. Let's see what we got here. No! Oh. Oh, whatever. To find out what that good spook line is, you just have to watch the movie yourself. I was thinking uh, other uh, William Castle's other. Uh... Did you know they remade this movie? Yeah, I did. I I remember when it came out. I never saw it, but I, I was that was not that was like in high school or right around then. Yeah, it, it did not score well on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just like I don't think it compared to this movie Sterling ninety five percent. That's pretty high. That is really high. That's too high. <laughs> I think this wow, is, Target page is coming out right. I would be. I mean, honestly, I think this is the worst movie we've ever watched. Wow, wow, that's that strong. Like, because here's here's the thing. I think some other movie, maybe other movies are worse because of just like. Parts of them didn't age well, mm-hmm. or there's like you know problematic parts of some of them. But this movie's just a bad movie. Like <laughs> it's just like the plot, like the pace, like, everything just feels off. Like, well, I, I'm gonna disagree with you about the pacing. I'm not gonna disagree with anything else you're saying. <laughs> I think the movie's very well paced. I think I think okay. I think the movie's very well paced until the last ten minutes. Where a like, lot of stuff happens. The last where, 10 where like five things happen and the movie ends. Because that's, that's where everything, it's just, it feels like, oh, okay, here's a twist. Like, because they throw in that twist, and then, like, ten minutes after that twist, the movie's over. Well, you know, let's not, let's not linger Lord of the Rings style with 45 also, endings. Like, there's, like, constant stuff about ghosts that just, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Fair. That's fair. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, unres- there's a lot of hanging nooses with no heads put in them, you know? 
Is that dripping blood constantly? It's like, what happened with that? I don't know. It's just kind of spooky. Yeah, that's true. It's true. There's definitely some th- threads dangling. <laughs> There's a lot of threads dangling. But, you know, maybe this is just a movie that takes the intelligence of the audience seriously. Oh, okay. And lets them resolve the issues on their own. <laughs> like, the ceiling was just leaky. It was raining outside. Yeah, it was raining. She was actually just hysterical. She, Yeah, she was hysterical. Um... Yeah, I mean, this is very indicative of a certain kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, B picture from the oh, yeah, early 60s. Oh, it's definitely B. I just wanted to throw a... Uh, I basically wanted to throw a William Castle movie in this Vincent Price run because... They did a lot of work together. They did. A, they made a, a few movies together, and I thought... Um, um, I had seen this one before, and I thought it was kind of fun. So. No, it's fun. <laughs> I, uh, it's fun because I think it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just think we'd be remiss to not, to, if we're going to cover a bunch of Vincent Price movies, to not cover at least one of these non-Poe, like, yeah. m- mid-career Vincent Price movies that kind of made his reputation as a horror movie guy. Yeah, I, I, This would be a bad way to make his reputation as a horror movie guy. Like, I was waiting for... The ghost to reappear, the ghost caretaker one reappear mm-hmm. in the same gleeful way I was waiting for Neil Breen to knock over more laptops <laughs> and people buying. Like that's the same emotion. Oh, Neil Breen! I was just like every time the lights went, I was like, I was so excited for that woman just to wheel on the screen, just wheel backwards. Like, okay, I guess the, the conceit is supposed to we're supposed to like. Because she's kind of like a, a red herring spook, you know, where... Yeah, there's a lot of red herrings in this movie. Yeah, well, she, I mean, the red herring is like, the idea is like, she's supposed to be a spooky ghost lady, but actually she's blind. And that's why she's in all in these inappropriate spots where you, why, like, she's, for instance, in the middle of a dark room. Of course, that makes, that doesn't really track as to why she, like, put her hands into claw shapes and hissed at <laughs> Yeah. But, or, like, why she was staying in an empty room, and then just kind of like, also why she moved the way she did. <laughs> As if on wheels. Yes. Well, sometimes uh, when you when you lose your sense of sight, your other senses become heightened. <laughs> so what sense is that? Uh, the sense of, well, her sense of movement. <laughs> okay. So, like her, her toes can work like just so rapidly. It's like she's yeah, gliding. Exactly. She's Her toes have become enhanced. Like she's like a daredevil type character. Okay. Yeah. So she's like the woman without walking. Yep. No. <laughs> she, all she does is like her toe is like there are a bunch of little tiny caterpillars moving her along the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm sorry for all blind people who have, have to listen to this. Yeah. No, but I mean most blind people are not like this. This I mean this movie. I was apologizing to anyone in, the, in the, our small audience who might be blind. I would apologize to anyone who is who is tangentially related. I apologize to women for this movie. Yeah, sure. I apologize to you drunks for this movie. Well, I I, I apologize to ghosts for this movie. Sorry, sure, definitely. Yep. Hate to offend a ghost. I apologize to all test pilots. I mean, that guy was annoying. I apologize to all men from fifties with severe widow peaks. <laughs> I'm sorry that I can keep confusing you. And even when you're standing next to each other, I'm kind of like, mm, I'm not sure which one of these guys is which. It's... I think that's got to be my worst blind spot, is those types of men in these movies. What, generic? Generic men? Generic men from the 50s, like... 
Well, like, on, I, if I, I bet if I showed you a picture of all, like, if we went back and I printed out just the headshots of, like, the three leading actors in, like, the three first Poe Corbin movies. Yeah. Like, you would not be able to tell me which one was from which movie. There's no way. Like, if no. I printed out the star of, the ma- <laughs> not the star, the male, the romantic male lead in The, pe- the Pendulum. Yeah. And that followed the House of Usher. I'd be like, it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I do. A, uh, we've done that before. With like, I'm like, well, who, what movie was it? It was two. It was one. It was like the Vincent Price movie where is he was the guy with the ham faces and the cursed witches, haunted palace, haunted palace, and like two women that were different. I'm like that's two different people. Like all these actors are just kind of like blending together in my mind. Mm. Actually, the uh, guy who plays. Um, Watson Pritchard, the drunk. Yeah, he's in Haunted Palace as well. Oh, that guy looked different. He lo- he uh, he's a distinctive face. He was in um he was one of the ill-fated townspeople in the yeah. Haunted Palace. He his face did look vaguely familiar. Yep. I'm pretty sure I've seen uh, the female le- or Annabelle Lauren, Carol Omar, and other things too. I don't know what, but I've definitely seen her in other. She also looks vaguely familiar in that. Movies. Although I'm looking at her Wikipedia page, I don't see anything I've seen. But well, she's of she's of the three archetypes from that time. She is the blonde lady. Yep, sure. You've got blonde lady, you've got brown haired lady, and you've got widow's peaks man, and then non widow peaks man, and those are the four types, and they all look the same to me. Speaking of, um, did you have you listened ever listened to You Must Remember This that podcast? No, I had it on my list, and then I shorned my list and it got shorned oh well anyone uh because it was it was long there was a lot of it yeah i don't i, don't, I didn't listen to all the back episodes right. when i listened to it but they've been doing a great series on uh, dead blondes as like an archetype yeah of hollywood character and they've gone up through uh um like gene harlow and uh up into marilyn monroe and they've been doing the ones after marilyn monroe like jane mansfield and stuff like that sure Anyway, but anyway, all, all I would have to say is that obviously that podcast is much more popular than our podcast, but anyone who listens to our podcast would probably like, you must remember this as well. Yeah. Because it's a similar subject, but much, like I said, a much better, more popular podcast. They need the boost. Yeah, they don't need the boost, but whatever. Hey, it's happened. I've, podcasts have, like, smaller podcasts have definitely gone into bigger podcasts i was like i listened to worst idea and they had people writing and saying like, oh i listened to how this get made from your podcast yeah i, I mean, mean like it, you're, you're definitely flown in the different the opposite direction i think i think podcasts are kind of like sometimes they can just be non-matching unions you know what i mean non-matching sets of each other yeah non-intersecting venn diagrams is what i'm trying to say sure like there's little bubbles of people who just listen to like one or two podcasts and and nothing else and nothing else and then occasionally they'll try another one from there yeah most people aren't intense podcast connoisseurs yeah I mean I listen to like 20 or 30 a week but yeah that's a lot of podcasts I you know have a job that I can listen to podcasts while I work so I've I've worked down my thing severely Mm. I'm down to like 51 I think that's like. I'm trying to think if there's any. Oh, okay. So, there's also the door, the secret passage that doesn't really lead to anything. Yep. Oh, that's another. Yep. 
Yeah, see, that's why I thought the movie was going to keep going because there's all these weird. There's a lot. I guess. I guess looking at, I never really considered it because this movie just blitzes you to the end so fast. You don't yeah, have time to a, like. There's a lot of these weird plot points that you feel like, oh, okay, so we're going to find out something about the blood. There's still all these guns in play that like only one of them got shot. Well, that was part of his plan. Yeah. No, it was. I don't really. I don't no, know. he filled them all with blanks. That was part, except his, except his, because he shot the vase. But the rest were all full of blanks. Mm. Probably the rest of them were full of blanks. That would make sense. Yeah, I mean, it would seem pretty risky to like leave a f- <laughs> to just give the one because then you don't know what could happen. Yeah, because I trust that she holds that one gun the whole time. Yeah, and then no one switches or. Yeah, so they probably all had blanks except for Vincent Price's. Yeah, where he shot that vase. And even then, it could have just been that one bullet was the real one, the proof of point, and the mm-hmm. rest of his might have even been blanks. It does seem safe if, if you've got this plan going. It seems safe to remove as many bullets from the equation as possible. Also, like, seriously, his plan, the, the, their plan was so bad. Like, okay, we forgot the fact. Okay, so here's, so the doctor and the wife's plan is to kill Vincent Pratt. Okay, it's to... It's to drive it's Nora to, crazy. It's to drive Nora crazy. By okay, so faking it's so she fakes the wife's suicide and does a lot of other things to drive Nora crazy, just some general spook 'em ups. Yep, and then she'll go so crazy that she's gonna like run to the basement, I guess. Well, they they planted the idea in her head that um, Vincent Price's character was going to kill yes his wife and then stage the wife's death. And also, um, like Andrew said, did a bunch of spook 'em ups to the Nora to increase the general like terror level. Yeah, hysteria, hysteria. And then I don't remember how they get her in the basement. She just kind of goes there. I guess the idea is that she will eventually go somewhere where no one else is. Hmm. And then they send. So then they he so they can send Vincent Price down there to to like startle her and get her get him killed. And that's a fine plan. Well, it's a, it's a little complicated, but it, it's. I mean, but this is a movie. This is a horror movie. That's whatever. That's a. It's a fine plan, until he, his, the end of the plan is to dump Vincent Price in the acid. Why does it matter who shoots him at that point? It doesn't. Is the answer. Why does it matter how he dies? But listen. It's Chekhov's acid, Andrew. You got to pay the acid off. <laughs> pay the acid forward. Yeah, pay it forward. With acid. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but like, why couldn't the doctor just shoot him? Why couldn't the wife shoot him? Why couldn't they all just shoot? Well, why him? will be the point of spooking up Nora then? <laughs> there is a point. Here. It's a lot of effort. Did we? Did we even watch the same movie? <laughs> we did. It's a lot of effort for nothing though. Yeah, that plan is garbage. That's a garbage plan. It's. It's. It's a fine plan until the until the acid comes into play. I would say it's a C plus plan until the acid comes into play. Sure, but I mean, I mean, before the acid, you're like wiping your hands of it, like, and then once he falls in the acid, like, who cares why he fell in? Who who needs to explain to him? Yeah, there's not there's not gonna be any like. I guess you get Nora to confess that she killed him. I guess yeah, that's a little extra bonus. But if they're all afraid of ghosts and everything, mm. him just falling in acid is like, who did it? I don't know. Could be anyone. I guess. I guess that does alleviate it a little. But 
I wonder. I wonder what Vincent Price's plan is for the, for his courtroom defense. Can you can he, can he, can he do a self defense when he like rigged up on a skeleton puppet? <laughs> yeah. In self defense, I pushed my wife in with a skeleton puppet. <laughs> in self defense, I threw this man in a pit of acid. Yeah, I mean that one's a little more sure because he was gonna throw him in Vincent Price. Yeah, that was like a little death, life and death struggle. But the other part where it was like. <laughs> Premeditated pretty clearly. In self defense, I took the other guy's skeleton out of the acid. Yeah, what? and then strung him up using my puppetry. Also, did I mention I spent months practicing my skeleton <laughs> puppetry? And and just also like, stage this elaborate stay all night haunted house thing with yeah. little party favorite coffins and. It sounds a little premeditated. Yeah, it's gonna be. I don't know. Yeah, you he's, know what? He's yeah. super rich, so he should be fine. But. Yeah. Just throw the whole lot in the acid. Just throw everyone in the acid. It's kind of like a pit that makes all your problems go away. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Where did all these people go? I don't know. <laughs> Gave a check for $10,000 each. They went on Off their they way. Went. <laughs> into the acid, one by one. <laughs> yeah, That's fair. Yeah. Um, And then, like, the ghosts just went real. Yeah, maybe. You know... It's funny. I actually remember this movie a little differently. Like I was could I could have swore there was like a little thing at the end that was like, and ghosts are real. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, like a skeleton rose up on its own or something. I, I swear to God, I remember that happening. Well, I don't guy, know if I watched a different cut or something. The guy I, was like, and they're gonna come for all of us. Yeah, that that wasn't very convincing though. Yeah, because you didn't say that the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Nora went through so much ghost stuff. Like there was the whole thing with the window and like the rope coming through. And that then, was just the doctor though. What? And rope tricks. And, and um, Annabelle. How is Annabelle outside, though? Rope tricks. <laughs> Hanging harness. Okay, but then after that, um, why was... Then she saw Annabelle hanging from the ceiling? Yeah, hanging harness. And then the creepy hand? Doctor. <laughs> hand costume. <laughs> like... It's really quite simple. It's all part of their calculated plan to drive um, Laura crazy so she could shoot Mitzi Price and they could throw his body in acid. And same thing with like the face. The face, yep, that was like the a face wax, and suitcase. wax face. Yep. And then the head that was just hanging in a closet. Well, actually, the pilot found that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what happened with that? Did he ever show it to anyone? <laughs> he did. He showed it to um, the drunk guy. Oh, good. Good. And then they kind of left it on the table and forgot about it. Yep. Wait, so they were like... Were there just like a bunch of things like that lying around the house? Just well, maybe they, yeah, maybe they just set up a bunch of stuff so Nora could find it, <laughs> and then if we're planning on just sneaking in and grabbing it so that people think she was crazy. Yeah. So I, <laughs> are we to presume that like after this whole their whole plan fizzled, there's just still like a bunch of skeletons and like just some severed hands and stuff just like lying around the house? That's fair. <laughs> we're just waiting for Nora. I would say that that makes that makes sense. Okay. Unless unless they that was it that was all the stuff. That's the only one she missed was the head that the other guy found? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's possible. <laughs> this movie had a way lower body count than I was expecting. Yeah, one, right? Don't two. Two. Because there's nine now. <sighs> you know, psychiatrists aren't the same as medical doctors. That's true. That's a true statement. <laughs> Not the same as medical doctors. 
Are uh, you saying it's because the psychiatrist bandaged that guy's head? Also, he's like, nope, she's definitely dead. I'm a psychiatrist. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Is it? Even though she's like clearly alive, because any person would have been like, nope, she's alive. I can tell. Yeah, I mean, you'd think a test a, pilot would have been able to, or anyone would have been like, she's like oh, oh, her breathing. She's still breathing. She has a pulse. <laughs> she has every sign of life still. So I think we're going to do one more Vincent Price after this. Okay. Maybe two. Probably just one. Yeah. This, this, there's been a lot of Vincent Price. Yeah. Uh, and we'll try to make it a little bit more, a little sooner than later. Because we, I don't think we did one in March. No, I don't think so. But uh, after that, we're going to be doing, I believe, a long series on foreign horror movies pre-1980. Okay. And I think we'll probably start with House. I like House a lot. Yeah, House is a good movie. So, um, oh, there's a piano that I play by itself. Player piano. Player piano. House also has one of those, but yep. it's much better. <laughs> yeah, House is, actually, House is a very similar movie to this one. But like, it's sort of like the Japanese version of the House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. But like, Better in every way? Well, better in some ways. <laughs> this, I'm pretty sure House has skeletons also, doesn't it? Uh, I don't remember if it has a particular skeleton. I think it might. Does it have, a, does it have like a, a skeleton except for like a, a head is on the skeleton? Maybe. We'll, have to, well, we're going to be rewatching it pretty yeah, soon. Okay. In a month or two. All right. So, Mr. Togo and the gang. We'll do a special... Um, House versus House on Haunted Hill segment. <laughs> house wins. Yeah. Well, we'll have to compare their Rotten Tomatoes scores. Yeah. House on Hill stands really high. 95. That's so high. <laughs> I think it's higher than like... A lot of things. A lot of good movies. The last 10 Oscar best yeah, pictures. Well, that, that tells you basically fucking nothing. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Movies that theoretically critics will... Lod. Oh, did it beat Crash and American Beauty? Oh, jeez. <laughs> but dude, racism is so bad. Well, that's true. It is, but you can't just say that I call it your movie. <laughs> uh, actually, it's very tiring. I actually just recently watched Barton Fink, which is kind of like that. Similar. But it's, it's a lot cl- darker, though. No, because the point is, it's clearly like, that's the way he thinks, but like, no, that's not how it yeah. actually is. I actually don't remember that movie very well. I remember... I, it's pretty good. Yeah. I remember liking it. I don't think it's it's not a Coen Brothers movie that I like like a lot. Sure, but um, I only remember, vaguely remember there was like this weird like John John Goodman's like a murderer and yeah. like all this stuff at the end. But anyway, spoiler alert. Yeah, no, I, I mean that that movie's kind of very much the opposite of that type of movie because he's he's just very self important playwright. Yeah, from I remember New York. that. I remember that much. And he's just there's like no movies are. Just make movies. Make this B picture about a wrestler. I don't care. Yeah. Movies aren't magical. They're just, I want to make money. Right. And Steve Buscemi is really good in it. Which is, you know, a lesson that William Castle took to heart. (laughs) Exactly. Listen, we're not trying to change the world here. We're trying to make a a floating skeleton picture. Yeah. That's that's what he, that's basically what the guy said. He's like, I don't care. I'm just trying to make a wrestling picture. Yeah. I don't give a shit what the picture is. So thanks for listening to episode 36 of right, the yeah. GoldenAtar.com podcast. You can visit our website for more information, articles, and show notes. Ebook is out on Amazon. It's called All God This Here. I believe it's only 99 cents. If you liked our podcast, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Or wherever fine podcasts are found. 
Yeah, or wherever fine podcasts are found. That's but don't, I don't want any bad reviews, so just stick to good reviews. Yeah. If you don't have anything nice to say... Don't say anything. Email me, I'll give you something nice to say. <laughs> if you don't want to miss an episode, you can join our mailing list at our website. Or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash allgodthisyear. You can follow me on Twitter at The Water Method. You can follow Andrew at Pizza Pranks. Andrew's website is pizzapranks.com. Our theme music is The Swan Lake Dub by Dubology. As I said, next month, I believe we're doing another Vincent Price picture, possibly The Tomb of Lygia, possibly um, House of Wax. I haven't really decided. Possibly the entire run of Scooby-Doo and the 13 Ghosts. Sure, I'll definitely watch that and do a podcast about it. <laughs> Secondary podcast. Yeah. Offshoot. <laughs> Offshoot. Uh, I love Scooby-Doo. I kind of want to do that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Again, that episode, that website is www.goldenagehorror.com. Please check out that website and also Scooby-Doo and the 13 Ghost Podcast. Andrewfan.com slash Vincent Price slash Scooby-Doo slash Scooby-Doo. Well, actually, it's scrappy in this one. I think he is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>